The following. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. To Positive Talk, everybody. I'm so excited. We've got a full house again. And I'm really looking forward to talking to everybody again because Sisters Jay is with us. Those are the two beautiful ladies that are there on your the right of your screen. And hi, guys. How you doing? And Mary's here. And and uh, Thornton's here. And Ted's here. And the, the, the entire entourage of folks that are doing some really cool stuff with the voices and writing the music and producing it and all of that that you guys are doing. And uh, we've you've been on the show before. And uh, um, we're going to play both of your songs today, if you don't mind. One as the video and the other one as the audio. The new one, which is just out, and uh, by the way, um, Mary, I, 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 you get to say hello, and then and then my doctor says that you can't say anymore. <laughs> okay, hello, hello. <laughs> Poor thing, and she's such a trooper too because she still shows up to do to do this, and uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, Sisters J is who we're talking about, and that is the uh, two young ladies that are that are actually sisters. Um, by the way. Which one of you is the older one? Ah. Me. <laughs> How much older are you? Um, three and a half years. Oh, very good. I think it's really cool, and it's a, it's a statement to, uh, to marry the mom and uh, also the podcaster, also the author. Um, and one of these days we're going to have to do just a, when you can talk again, just a, uh, a conversation between you and I about all the things that you do because i think that would be that would be just awesome but uh um so i think it's a state it's a statement to mom that you guys actually get along my sons are three years apart and um and not so much not so much i'm afraid but uh, and and ted he is the, he's here he's the master uh, producer he's met more people he can name drop more people in five minutes than i've ever met anybody do so He's, he's worked with Whitney Houston. He's worked with uh, Bob Dylan and and a whole bunch of uh, characters. And, and welcome to the show, Ted. How are you? Thank you. Well, I just updated, redid my bio. So I'm name dropping Sisters Jay, Thornton, Billy Gaines. I'm, I'm, you know, putting in a new name. So it's cool. It's great to be able to um, bring that. And plus, these guys, their record is doing so well. So I'm so proud of that. That's like happening right now. So. These guys are going to be something special, yeah. Um, as as they get going and and they put more work into it, they're going to be something special. And uh, and Thornton, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? And I know you've got to leave your show. Always glad to meet you. And I know you got to leave a little early too. And then then I'll have just Ted and the girls that I can talk to. That'll be fun too. Um, <laughs> Because you guys are really some. Now, would you like to play? Now, the, when did the uh, when did uh, um, um, clearly come out? When did when did it, as they say, drop? Uh, October nineteenth on the radio worldwide. November second uh, distribution on streaming, where you, everywhere you can buy it. And if they want to go to uh, um, 
Spotify or Pandora or any of those places or or Apple, they can download it. Don't stream it, please. Download right. it, pay for it. Uh, they deserve to get paid for it. Right. And it's on TikTok. So we've already made a video with it on TikTok. Both songs are on TikTok if people want to use it for their background music. Oh, really? <laughs> that's that's really cool. Would you like to uh, set it up, um, um, guys, and uh, and Ted? Uh, what is clearly about? How did it come to be? Um, well, Elizabeth wrote it, so she should probably speak on that. She would know. Um, I, it's. I just love the thought and the concept of things being clearly uh, clear, <laughs> like that. But she should speak on what she was meaning when she wrote those words. Now, the last time, the first time that we talked, Elizabeth, you were in the process of writing that song. And so I, this was back in July, I believe. So it's completed, it's done, and it's, it's, it's total. What, what was your thoughts behind the song? So this song clearly, I think I was talking about another song that I had been writing, like the last time that we wrote, oh, okay. the last time that we spoke, because clearly I wrote when I was 16. So that was eight years ago. <laughs> Six. Don't tell your age. <laughs> no, you're a while ago. I've been teaching all day. The brain's not there anymore. Um, but um, I wrote it when I was 16, when I um, had just like experienced love, teenage love for the first time. And, you know, you see the world differently. You, um, you see things differently. You feel things differently. And so it's saying like, um, I really have a lot of feelings for you. And like the first line is the way you look at me is something I've never seen before. So it's like, whoa. And just the um, eyes are like a big thing for me specifically. It's one of the first things I notice about somebody. And the way that someone looks at me is something and the way I look at them is very uh, intimate to me. And so that's what I wanted to uh, kind of put into the song and like seeing the world clearly and seeing that person more clearly is what the song is about too. And it's supposed to be a feel good, like um, wholesome song. So, you know, it's really not fair that you can have such talents at 16 years old. <laughs> I, can I, I, I want to tell you something so cute. When I was looking through stuff to make the, do the video, I found a video of her at 16 and she, she, we taped this for Thornton. It was so sweet. So little 16 Elizabeth, she's like, Thornton, I'm working on this song. I want you to hear it. It goes like this. And as I have the original recording before she even finished it, it's just cool. so precious. And that was for Thornton because she wanted to share it with him. <laughs> oh, that, that is, that, that's really cool. And by the way, speaking of Thornton, you, you're busy doing all kinds of stuff and you've got a bunch of songs and a bunch of things that have done really, really well. Uh, do you want to name drop anything? Well, I mean, I'm honored to be a part of this exceptional team here that all the, um, you know, it's an amazing team, the sister Shay and, and, and Ted Theo Perlman and all and Mary. Um, well, I mean, we have a song out right now that's uh, also an additional. It's on the charts. It's been actually Ted was the one that Theo said something like he hadn't had two songs in the top ten. I believe you told me that or something. Yeah. Posted it, and and so we have two songs in the top ten right now in the Euro charts. Uh, we have uh, a song with Billy Gaines called "Whirl of Hope," and it hit number one and and it dropped to two. Um, and then we have, and the sisters Jay is, I think it is nine or 10 on Eurocharts. So, so that, that's quite a 
quite amazing for two songs on clientele records uh produced by theo um you know in the top 10. that's pretty amazing yeah that's awesome they're gonna meet in the middle yeah they'll meet somewhere in the right that's cool when they're right next to each other it's gonna be awesome so that doesn't happen very often does it no no it's very it's very it's really um i mean you can ask theo he would know more he's been doing it for, for a long time and lots of great artists right so i mean just having two you know unless you're somebody like drake who at one time had like 50 of the top 100 right. things like that you know but um you know just for uh, the rest of us normal people it's pretty exciting to have uh, that happen so i was really proud and i just was happy that it was on a work for clientele records and hopefully um, this will be nominated next year hopefully uh grammy grammy yeah amen amen i nominated um open when so I nominated it there, but the, the the ones that came out. But I did have I do have one record that's uh, going that made it past all the first round. So right. I, I, congratulations! I yeah, is it Manhattan, Manhattan Transfer? Yeah. yeah, the Manhattan Transfer record got through. So uh, it's in the jazz category, but it's like I don't care, and I'll take it. <laughs> and, and, you know, so that was cool. I, we nominated Billy Gaines' first record, and uh, so next year hopefully. Um, clearly and hopefully world of hope get in there we just you know it's it's, so, it's such a um hard thing to get to the there's so much politics and money involved uh -huh. the big record labels really spend a lot of money to get their stuff on manhattan transfers on like a big major record label concord so it's um the labels spend the kind of money if you're an independent it's much harder to get past the first round to the next round it's not like they listen they say that song is great it's not based on um, the quality of the record or anything like that. It's based on how much money. It's kind of like the Oscars, where the studios spend a lot of money to promote their films. So great films don't always get an Oscar. I wonder what would happen if um, Grammys changed the rules and and decided to just go with no promotion, just vote it strictly on what, oh, yeah, what they what would you know? So then you get into who's deciding what's good know who's listening and stuff so they can know i'm just saying i wonder i wonder if uh we can uh what what would happen if that that did you know the rules were changed yeah. that, well then we have an equal shot <laughs> which would be great you know so i'm claiming that by this time next year i'm gonna have enough money to spend a million bucks to make sure that clearly gets uh pushed through to the next round so thank you jesus amen <laughs> You know, Ted, you just don't strike me as a tuxedo type of guy. So do you have one? Um, I should do. Oh, very nice. Very it's nice. In, so you it's in the store, and I haven't bought it yet, but I know <laughs> I, I know which one I'm going to get. You, know? you keep doing window shopping. Is that, are you yeah. window shopping? Is that what you're doing? No, no, or else I'll be like John Baptiste, and I'll go get some of my grandmother's old clothes and put them on. <laughs> Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey's nominated. And Steve Lacey's his mode of dress is uh, different, so I don't I don't think tuxedo in the traditional sense is a part of it anymore. It's kind of like the VMAs, where everybody's just as wild as they want to be. The old days of straight tuxedos, I think they're pretty much gone. Well, so you can be as creative as you want. Amen. Amen. Have you had the opportunity to walk down the red uh, carpet yet? I've done red carpets before on the American Music Awards and things, but not the uh, Grammys. Even the Grammy that won previously, um, only the artist gets to uh, go. 
not not everybody else. So there's so many people in categories. So the artist gets to go up, you know. But but um, I've done uh, red carpets for Whitney Houston debut movies about her. I've, I've done red carpets for uh, I said the American Music Awards, um, a couple of TV shows and stuff. It's great. It's great. You get to walk in there and you know. But you you know you're walking behind people. You never want to walk behind some hot actress or something like that because i don't care how well you're dressed it's like you're there oh thank you so much and as soon as the actress is like behind you all the cameras go like that so but these girls would look awesome yeah i mean they're just beautiful and that they're going to put the do 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 with the ding 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 on and something like that to do the red carpet they'll look awesome <laughs> the do 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 and the ding 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 is there a song in there somewhere yeah and the beaten fudge on the face and you know the whooping, the hair and whooping, all that stuff. Beaten fights, yeah. Yes, you guys would look sensational in in some yeah. gowns that, uh, and uh, walking down the red uh, carpet. And and as a matter of fact, yesterday I interviewed a couple of gals that uh, do the interviews um, for the red carpet for a lot of different. Uh, so they've interviewed like Carol Burnett and Danny DeVito and a whole whole bunch of folks. So you would fit, you would fit right in. That'd be so cool. That would be like awesome. <laughs> if we ever well, get the opportunity. So, uh, without further ado, shall we shall we play this song so that people can get a good uh, sense of it, and then and then we'll come back and talk about it some more, and then we'll say goodbye to to Mary and to uh, and to Thornton, and then we'll continue on for a little bit and play the uh, the video. I love the video, by the way, and uh, you guys did such a good job with that. So, so let's. Do you guys want to play the song? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and this is destined to be number one in Europe and number one in the United States. Yes, that's where we're going. We need your help, and we'll all be dancing, just so you know. We love this song. <laughs> exactly, and the name of the song is called Clearly, and this is Sisters J. Hold on. Like I've ever seen.
And that is Sisters J. <laughs> I gotta Nothing. ask you two when when the song when you heard the song in its final form, did it surprise you with how good it is? Or are you guys you've been singing so long together that it was like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's pretty cool. No, it, I mean, it was surprising because it was like, it was the same melody and the same like um, foundation Base. of the song that we had used or that we originally wrote um, since the beginning. But then like putting it all together with uh, what Ted made and then when Lily added in some extra things and Ted was like, no, do this, add this, add this. It was like, whoa. That's really cool. I was like, that. whistle again. I want you to whistle again. The whistling was, like, okay. awesome. was cool. Every sister's It's going to be in every song now. Yes, it's going to be on every record. Yeah. <laughs> trademark isn't your uh, signature. Right? Yeah. Only signature is your whistle, yeah. We're going to do a cover of Barry Manilow's Can't Smile Without You with a. <laughs> and then what's that, what's that record by Numb that's out? The whistling. I mean, whistling is so. DJ Khaled's got whistling. So, you know. It, it's cool. So we're we're at the forefront 
of the whistling um, revolution. <laughs> First, it was well, I have, <laughs> I have to say, Kevin, that it's, you know, the reviews that have been written talk about how the girls are really uh, not trying to be like anybody else. They're not Nashville cliche. They're, 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 they have found their own sound and they're making their own mark in the pop world with their music and that they are helping to shape the future of what pop music is going to look like. So, I mean, to hear those words said about like my kids, you know, let alone, the, it's just, it's like, whoa, amazing, <laughs> so yeah. amazing. Hey, yo, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I have to go, I have to go to my class now. So sorry. <laughs> he has to go legit teach. Okay. Bye, Thornton. We yeah, love by the you. Way, by the way, Thornton, you, you dress up real nice. Thank you. This is not how I usually dress. Y'all can ask, you can ask uh, Theo and Mary and Lily and, Every time I see Thornton to play touch football, he's wearing that tie. <laughs> <laughs> the specific tie. I just sort of have to play. I play the professor role here a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty professor. That's great, though. You should call yourself uh, Thornton the Professor Klein. You should add a little thing in the bill. Well, I'm, I'm actually having this is the piano lab here. I just wanted this is our piano lab here where we have. Um, Class piano. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, no. teachers. We have two teachers here, so that's pretty cool. Indeed, indeed. indeed. I wish I could stay longer. And everything. Thank you so much for having me on, and I, I hope to be able to uh, be on the, the next event. I, I hope so too, and that, yeah, that's going to be on yeah. KKNW. So, yeah, Go Thornton Kleintel Records is Thornton, which is uh, pretty cool. So, without you know, if you, without the record label. Nobody ever hears the stuff. So the record label, Barry Gordy and Clive Davis and, you know, Thornton Klein, these people are the um, really the ones that get the music out there. So Thornton being not only a songwriter musician, but be the record label, we are uh, grateful to him on that one too. And the first, he's the co-writer on the first song, Open When. So, you know, he's, he's wearing many hats and many ties too. So. <laughs> Well, so, Thor, well, thank you so much for being here. And one of these days, we're just going to have to. I, I really need to just have an, each of you in turn do an interview uh, and and uh, and to play uh, because there's so much that we don't know yet that I need to know about you. Well, it's it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to yes. see you. Yeah, definitely. And and take care of yourself. And those, the kids that you're about to teach are in for a very lucky moment. Mm -hmm. sure. Take care, so God bless, man. That's exciting. So take care of yourself. And and Mary, okay. before you go, real quick, um, tell us about the youngest. And you've got to go because you got to take him to a um, a play that he's rehearsing for that opens up this weekend. Uh, talk about that just a little bit before you go. No, no, Lily's so excited. She's going to be working backstage all weekend in the show production because she's one of her fourteen. I know, listen, what's we are so, I know, listen, what's we are so bad too. So, um, there's a woman named Susan Hunter. She's an author. She wrote a book called Seventy Seven Letters. I'm going to plug for her. You got to go get check it out. It's a true story, and it's been written. It's been adapted to uh, the stage for a play. And it's about her mother, who was a Vietnam War uh, nurse, and her um, relationship and friendship. She had 
written letters to soldiers over in Vietnam. And so it's a story about that and trying to cheer up these soldiers, you know, during their their stay in Vietnam. So we get an insight in the play into what their life was like over there. But it's about the relationship with one particular soldier that she has. And they have uh, 77 letters they wrote back and forth to each other during that period of time. And he actually even came uh, to visit her. Um, and Carson is playing uh, one of the children in the production. So tomorrow is making its world debut. And I say that because they are planning to take it and travel with it across the U.S. and outside the country to other countries. Dare I say it? Is it going to get to the, do you think it will go to Broadway? I would hope so. I really do. And we could say our, our I could say my son was part of the original cast, which is kind of cute. But uh, no, I, I, I do hope it goes to Broadway. We, um, all, any veterans that are coming to the show, the show is free for them and their families. And on Carson's school, we had, uh, we had the kids uh, write letters to the veterans. So they're getting, they're making these swag bags for the veterans uh, that come to the show. So each of them will have a letter from a child, which is really kind of sweet. Well, that's really, that's really cool. So, so congratulate him for us, would you? I will. I'll send you a picture of him in action. Well, that, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not happy because he's taking him away from his musical career. <laughs> you know, oh, this, this, is a, this, is a, this is a distraction, you know. Dr. Edge <laughs> is like my mini-me, and, you know, I'm trying to raise him in the musical world, you know. Even though I'm not his parent, I'm you know I'm just trying to be like super uncle and something whatever. Super yeah. uncle, uncle, yeah. uncle Edge, Doctor Edge. <laughs> he did, wait, you, have, you have to play. Have you sent him the promo? No, I Kevin, I have to send you the. Yeah, uh, I have to send you the TikTok I made with Carson on the drums. No, oh, I'd, that, love to, I'd love to see it. That is like it, it's great. It's not just good. As Carson comes out there in his Doctor Edge outfit with the drumsticks and that. You know, light up and everything like that. He's talking about my sisters. You got to hear my sister's song, and he plays along with the song. I mean, it's way cooler than talking to me. I mean, that's that's that'll sell the song easily. It's great, and he's he's just the family is so talented. I mean, all three of them, five of them, just it's an amazing family, and each one of them is so talented in their own right, and they're just really special. And you know, so I felt even the dog. And, and the dog and their grandmother, their grandmother Frida is an amazing woman. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like this God has blessed each member of this mm -hmm. family and they're just a uh, unique individual. So it's just wonderful to be uh, a part somehow, you know, in part of the music or whatever. But that little kid there, that's like, you know, little Michael Jackson coming up. So watch out for him. I oh, remember wow. When Venus Williams came out, she was like, well, yeah, I'm really good, but you got to check out my little sister. So they're great. They got to check out Dr. Edge coming along because he's like in his own category. Now, how old is oh, he? He's nine. nine. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a great age. And, you know, when, he, when you're nine years old and you're getting out there already, uh, the, the, the world can be anything he chooses it to be. Yeah, and Lily started acting at nine with the same yeah. company. And Liz has been acting with him since she was 11. So we have a, a long history with this this uh, this theater. Um, and so it's yeah. really quite special. I helped open the theater here when I was pregnant with Carson. So it's it's all kind of, it's really sweet how it's come back full circle. And it's really been great for the children. And they have found their voices and some of their loves, and their channels for creativity. And so it's, it, it's important to put kids in theater, whether they do anything with it or not, you know, getting over being shy 
Alyssa was terribly shy and it helped her so much with her stage presence, right, baby? It's been amazing for her. So, Ted, we love you very much. Kevin, you're part of the family. We love you so much, man. And we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for Ted. And um, what is this? Bye, Mary. Okay. Love y'all. Have fun with Kevin. And I love my girls. Bye. Love you, Mom. Okay. I love y'all. Have a great day. And, uh, you, you know, you, you, it is so cool that uh, I get to talk to an entire family and, and the, the crazy uncle and everybody. And, <laughs> you know, the, the love that you guys have for each other is real. It's genuine. And um, we, we could go a long way in our world if, if everybody could get along the way you guys do. And I, it's, just, it's just so fun. Um, but I got to tell you, Ted, and I was listening to, I was listening to clearly, and that is not of this era. That was that there is so much pop music that is not very good, and this is extraordinary stuff. And it's it, it, it harkens back to well, you know, back to the when everybody had to use their own voice and and auto tune wasn't the thing, and all of that, and and to, to write it and to produce it and to do what you guys have done, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, it, it. Like my favorite record out now is Taylor Swift's record. And I just like every song, especially that question and this, you know. Um well, this is just, you know, so this one, there's just a certain thing about this that reminds me of that, just the way it, you know, moves and things stop and they go back and forth and stuff like that. So we're we're I know we're in the right direction. I know we're um, moving in the right direction. And it's just um it's great to be like on this this train ride. It's cool, you know, and, and so if we could get that kind of promotion and get it out to the stations, I know this would just go Zoom. So uh, I, I, my, my biggest focus was making it timeless because, you know, if you have millions of dollars behind it, you know, it's going to come out in a week and, you know, you know what time is coming out. But if you don't know when it's going to be released, sometimes songs without big budgets could take a year before they finally break through five years sometimes. So you just try to make it as forward. And I'm always really good at being ahead of myself. So I tried to make the track. So look, they wrote the song eight years ago or something. So the song is timeless already. So, you know, it was written before it's, it sounded fresh. I thought they wrote it like recently when I first heard it. And uh, when, you know, they, uh, so that the record will sound great tomorrow in a year, it'll sound good in two and three years. It did nothing that, is going to go out of style on that record and it's great and it's great singing too well it reminds me of uh you've heard the story of holland oats with she's gone mm-hmm. my friend played the uh, bass on that one. Oh, geez <laughs> my friend uh, Fonz. you know everybody's had Fonz playing the <laughs> you, are, you are simply an amazing human being that, that no, i've just been here for a long time so i've worked with a lot of people well, but if you if you two don't know that story, is that they released an album, Holland Oats, their first album, and uh, um, on one of the songs was called "She's Gone" on that album, and uh, it didn't go do anything. It didn't go anywhere, and then they released another song that became a minor hit, and it caused people to go back. Tell me if I've got this story right, Ted. It reminded it reminded people to go back and look at some of their other music, and they pulled out "She's Gone" and it became a number one hit or close to it. 
I mean, they had, in the old days when you had rec records that were the main source of, uh, you know, um, the music, sometimes like uh, one of my uh, lady I used to work for, Marty Sharon wrote a song called Jump for the Pointer Sisters and it wasn't even on the album. And then when the album came out, they had to pull all the records back, like 200,000 records and put it on there and then re-release the whole entire thing. So sometimes you just uh, don't know. And it, sometimes a song that nobody thinks is, going to be um, a big deal becomes a big deal so the thing is that if it's done right it, it'll be timeless and still sound good no matter when it comes out i mean we could back up they're not even gonna know who i'm talking about there was a record called uh hanky panky by uh, tommy james and shondell so written by a good friend of mine jeff barry and ellie greenwich my baby does a hanky panky right they wrote it yeah. back where i went to high school in long island they were on some street just sitting there and they wrote the song and Tommy James cut it. He's from Pittsburgh. And it, it like sat there. Nobody did anything with it. It took five years before that got on the radio. But when it came out, it just exploded. And then Tommy James had like a whole bunch of other, I think we're low now, you know, just, just a ton of hits. But that was a five-year wait. So, you know, it still sounded good. That's that's the thing you want to do is make it sound good no matter when. There's certain stylistic things that auto-tune effects that, you know, I can tell when a record was cut just by those things, but you really want, you put Saving All My Love For You on, sounds great. Beatles songs still sound great. You know, songs, even Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again, still sounds great. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, thank, thank you Paul, thank you to my friends who sang the uh, vocals with Paul Abdul, <laughs> who really did the vocal singing. So inside, inside, inside spoiler alert, sorry. But, no, I'm excited. Ladies, they, I'm excited for you. And all of like Bruno Mars, you know, um, those early records, and I said Taylor Swift, all her early records still sound great. You know, I got a blank page, baby, and I'll write your name. Sounds great, and that's mm -hmm. what five or six years old. So all of twenty sixteen, yeah, at the same time you started writing clearly, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you just want to do great work, and you just want to make it so that I said it sounds. If you do quality work, it'll sound great. Barbara Streisand or any of the people that have been around for a long time, their music still sounds good in years and will sound good later on too. Well, but then there's even something more, I think, and, and tell me if you agree with this, Ted, because you've been around a long time too. Uh, <laughs> is that there, was, there was a period of time in the late 50s, early 60s, when a lot of the great music wasn't being written. It was all being written by folks and then sung by other folks. And it Correct. wasn't... It Correct. wasn't really very. I mean, like like uh, Troy Donahue, and there were there were a bunch of other ones that uh, Frankie Valley, Valley, and uh, no, uh, uh, forget his name. He was in the he was in the, the Musketeers. Um, anyway, Frankie but, Avalon. Well, yeah, no. Thank you, thank you so much, Frankie Avalon. And but there was and a period for the cello, of, sure. Yes, there was, but there was a period of time when music wasn't very good, and. Um, and you talking about Annette. Yeah. <laughs> Annette was every boy's heartthrob. I mean, she was the little tiny musket mouseketeer on TV, and she had dark hair, and she was like a little Shirley Temple, and she was so cute, and every boy was fell in love with Annette. And then she got older, and she filled out into becoming a woman. It was like, whoa, little Annette suddenly is like hot, you know? So that was a big deal for us kids. Yes, it was, and that that was the beach beach movies, yep. and 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 those. But 
the music wasn't very good, but then along came this group in, in 1964 that changed everything. And, um, and I think, I really feel like Ted, help me find, because I see so much, I hear so much music and I hear people that, that are really good musicians and songwriters say that music today isn't really very good. I think we're in a place where oh, it is. You, I, you, I totally disagree. I mean, Oh really? Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have friends that are stuck back in the sixties and stuff and it's like, uh, uh-uh. I mean, I have a, a playlist that has, um, it's all new music and everything is good on here, you know, um, from Megan Trainor's Major Look I Love and Rihanna's record is good. And to hear Taylor Swift is great. And just, there's just so much great music in Beyonce's record. Covered is cool. You know, I like the other one, but um, even, even people I don't like, there's just the quality of most of the music that's out is really good. And, and there's not, you know, people say, oh, music was better when it was uh, this and that and everything. And I totally disagree. It's just a matter of um, where you listen to. You have more choices now. So, um, you know, you can get, you put on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy had all these great songs that were just the Cat Stevens, Metallica, and Elton John, you know, Blue Sway, Norman Greenbaum. It's like, who is that? But it still sounded great in a newer movie. And, you know, then you go f- forward and just, you know, The Weeknd is great. Singer Post Malone is great. Harry Styles is just ridiculously good. You know, can't sing live very well, but the records are just amazing. And he's nominated for a Grammy. So, it's, you know, there are great people out there. And they will fit into groups of people that, um, you know, have Broadway shows and, and they do pop records. And there's a lot of talent out there. You know, there's an abundant, there's a saturation of talent. It's not that they're not talented. It's that a lot of people are not original. So what makes these girls original and special is that they're original. They're not, you know, there's a lot of people sound exactly the same. And, but they're talented. They're great. You know, you can't say they're not good. But then there's people that come along that are exceptionally talented and they have something unique. Like a Lady Gaga who had been around for a long time. She was really different. And Taylor Swift has been through how many different incarnations? She's been country, she's been country pop. She's just she keeps changing and adjusting, which is what you have to do. So, her career, the way it's moving, that's why I see them going. They have a lot of options into different styles, and they're unique, and they have a quality about them that stands out from the rest, which is special. I will take I will take your advice, and I stand corrected. So, so there's a I lot of bad music too. So, you know, we do, yeah. we do have an overabundance, but every generation, I mean, if you want to back up into the fifties, you know, and uh, do the Watusi, you know, these crazy dances in the sixties, when the Beatles came out, the Beatles didn't have, every record wasn't great. You know, some of the records were just like, what? So, you know, they experimented, they had room to experiment and room to do things. Whitney Houston saw her first record had a song called Thinking About You, which was a dud and only went to number 60. And that I thought that was the end of her. And then Clive Davis put like $5 million of his own money in to promote the record. The second single was You Give Good Love, which did really well. And the third one was fantastic, Saving All My Love For You. So the record companies used to really care about the artists and they would stay with them if they didn't have a hit. And so it's not so easy nowadays because there's not that many labels. And there's so much pressure on the artists. So the way they're coming through the indie channels is really good because it gives them room to like, like say open when didn't do good. If they were signed to CBS or something, it'd be like, well, 
that didn't do good. Sorry, you're done. And they drop. Them. So this gives them this gives them a chance to find their voices, find their style, find their look. And, you know, when it, time is right, God's timing is perfect. When time is right, they'll explode. Boom. So, ladies, I got to ask you, when you're sitting around your house and you're kind of just having a nice conversation and you're just kind of dreaming about the future, what does it look like for you? I get asked this a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine why. Um, Lily, do you want me to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, because I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see a couple different paths and because I want to do everything. I have dreams to do a lot of things, which <laughs> as you get older, it's hard to do, especially if I'm like, I want to get my master's degree and like finding the path to get there and uh, making connections. I, I want to play music. I want to perform in various ways. I want to continue to write. I've started to actually really have time to write some more which i'm so excited especially like because clearly has done so well we have other things that we want to record and put out there and i want to be able to have content to do Breath, that breathless. yes i want to do that one <laughs> um be able to write with lily and just because a lot of our some of our best stuff has come from when we're just messing around at the house and I'm like, just yeah. playing something. And Lily's like, Ooh, I hear this like little melody thing. And so we just kind of throw it around and figure out what works and to be able to have the time to do that is what I would like to have. And then to be able to teach because I've found such a passion for it. So just figuring out where to put the pieces in <laughs> is going to be the hardest thing to do. But I have such a passion for music and just making connections and making music with people um, that I really hope that God gives me that path. <laughs> so I'm trying real hard. You <laughs> no. can do anything that you choose to do. You've certainly got the talent okay. and you have the ability. You have the, you have the uh, team around you and you can certainly do it any and all of that and just remember you're 24 you're just getting started 22. 22? yeah i did the math wrong i'm sorry that's, that's, don't, that's, don't give her two more years wait a minute wait a minute excuse me sorry. i'm not five and a half young years younger than my sister that's that's not right <laughs> six years ago yeah yeah sorry so, that's yes. hard that's okay. And, uh, but you've got so much time and you've got so much talent and, uh, it's, it's just really cool. And uh, Lily, I'm going to put you on the spot because, um, use your acting g gift and, and do a little improv and, and, and tell me what your dreams are. Well, I've always loved singing with Elizabeth and honestly, clearly is where I learned how to do counter melodies and harmonies. That's kind of like where it started for singing at least with Elizabeth. But I also, in my path for the future, I want to turn my books into movies, but I do not want to leave my music career behind. I want to do every, everything. Like you said, Elizabeth, we kind of both want to do everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you come from a family where your mother does everything. Everything, right? Yes. <laughs> and you, and she, 
is amazing and gives you all of these opportunities like hey do you want to try this hey do you want to try this and then you end up yeah. loving a lot of things and you wear so many hats like sports theater music other things Dancing. trying to pick a path is a wee bit difficult but, <laughs> sorry, but Go ahead. yeah for i guess where i see myself is that i wanted to do something where i could use all my talents and when i thought of that i thought movies or, or tv shows because i'd get to write i'd get to act i get to sing maybe dance i'd get to do art because i'm also an artist i mean i'm here at lipscomb university right now as an animation student um learning how to animate and stuff but by the yeah. way your animation is really beautiful and if you go to uh um i i saw it it's on your website um and you you have some of your animation on your website don't you I do. I do. I haven't been on the website in a really long time. I do. <laughs> I do. You do. She's, she's getting married. We didn't even know it. <laughs> Wait, what animation is on there? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. That's kind of what I want to do. And I know that, like, doing this with Elizabeth, um, getting out there is going to help me reach that goal. So, I hate when people also, ask them those questions. It, it, it drives me nuts because they do so many things. If I had my choice, I'd be like, y'all just don't do anything except music and just leave everything go aside like that. So they're, they're so multi-talented. It, 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 uh, it makes me really nervous because I just want them to do music and then do everything else that they're going to do after we get this all rolling. So <laughs> every time I talk to their mother, I'm like, Tell them not to do anything else except music. I just wanted to do music. Tell them to stay home. We're just going to do music, 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 music. But there, you know, she wants to make movies and animation and she wants to write books. And they're just, you know, they they, they have uh, many interests. And they're the problem is they're good at all these things. It's not like, you know, they, they want to do something and they're no good. That would be way easier for me. It wouldn't scare me. If they, <laughs> if, if they weren't good, it'd be like, oh, she's trying to do that. She's no good. Great. Okay. I don't have to worry about that. So, you know. I'm I'm glad I'm they're not my kids because they would just drive me insane. It was just like you know, wait, you said you were going to do this last week. When are you going to do this? So, they, you know, the world is is their oyster really, and they just can do anything. Um, it's your oyster. Yeah, it's a great expression, right? So I just I you know I said from where I'm, I have nothing to do with any of that other stuff. So I'm just being selfish and, and narcissistic here. But I just want to you know I want to see the music thing take off really really big. And so um, everybody always asks them those questions. So I shrink into my chair and I get them. <laughs> well, but the, but the thing is, and Ted, don't you agree that it really ultimately, fundamentally, it's all connected? That's that true. One, one That's true. success in one area will lead to success in other areas. You just have to. You have to. Um, you have to achieve uh, success or you know renown or whatever in one area just as your platform lead off. So I'm going to um, reference an older um, person. It was a Harry Belafonte, somebody I worked for for three years. So I know, and he came out singing Calypso music. Deo, right? So it was, he's very good looking, beautiful man. And so he got famous from that. But what did he want to do? That was just his ticket in. He, wanted, he was involved with politics, with President Kennedy and Martin Luther King. He started the... Um, he helped get Nelson Mandela out of prison. The We Are the World Harry started. He was just instrumental in so many areas. And politics was his passion. 
and he hosted The Tonight Show, and he was in movies, one of the first black actors to kiss a white woman in movies. So he had lots of interests, but his passion was, uh, you know, he, he got there, he had a way to get there first. So the way he got there, it gave him international success and made him famous and rich, but it wasn't ultimately where he wanted to be. And, and these girls, I just want them to get there and then they can just take off and just go like that. You know, this business is so competitive that you have to almost like say, okay, I'm just going to do this now and then I'll branch out. So, you know, that, what you, have you guys, me for, sorry. <laughs> no, have you guys thought about what fame and how fame would change your lives? I have thought about it. Um, I actually just had this conversation recently. Um, I, I just had this conversation yesterday um, because I've had it a few times the past few months. So I saw the um, Elvis film and then I've seen uh, how like fame changed his whole life and part of it was negative. And um, it made me wonder, like, say um, our music were to blow up and then just things were to get big. And then, you know, the public has their eyes on you. And then, you know, um, a lot of celebrities talk about how they don't have a lot of privacy. And then, like, they put on a face and stuff for and it's not all celebrities. It's just some, how they it changes them. I mean, like, it changes your lifestyle. So, I mean, it changes the environment that you're in. So it's it kind of it will change you. But I mean, all I want to do in life is be successful. And that's just one of my main goals. And if our music is to get big, and if we are to get famous, I, um, my goal and my plan is just always to be, you know, my foundation is God and family and the love of people around me, this team, mm -hmm. this wonderful team that we have. And it makes me physically sick to alter who I am. And I think that's why sometimes I have a hard time putting on a face, even in front of my students when I'm teaching, because you know when you're teaching, you blah, 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 blah. But like, I don't want to change who I am just because I'm in front of a crowd. Like, I would just hate to do that. And I think it's one of my pet peeves about other people too, is like they change who they are with people. It just... I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting on a tangent now. But <laughs> I would hope that I wouldn't get big-headed. And if I would, that I would be smacked by the people who love me in this team. Just be like, hey, remember. <laughs> I'm giving you the authority to do that. Because oh, no, I will slap you. remember who I am. I mean, that's one of a song that I've written before. It's like, remember who you are. doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And whether it's bad or really good you can get really big-headed about stuff but remember who you are and where you come from if you watched elvis i mean elvis was um was a man of god he just loved his mother and you know his relationship with his father was kind of weird but what really brought elvis down was um the, the you know colonel parker was really good for him and very controlling and um his mother dying really uh, changed everything, you know, and he kind of like leaned towards uh, Colonel Parker as like a father figure. So the strong family unit and Whitney Houston had a strong family unit, but then as she got more famous, she pulled away from her family and she got involved in a lot of negative things. But right. in the beginning, she, her family was really close. The Osmonds kept the family really close. The Jacksons, um, 
it, the, the relationship with the father wasn't so healthy, but the family was there, you know? It, um, Beyonce's relationship with the mother is still good. You know, Tina Knowles is still involved in running a lot of stuff. I know the guy that Tina Knowles is married to now, Richard. And so there's still a family unit, but Beyonce is so big that, you know, it, it's being run there, but she always had a mother to go to. She had a mother to go to for advice. And uh, Tina, you know, father it was her father's vision. So the family unit is what you guys have, which is great. And you, I, you'll never get lost because your your family unit is close, and nobody's going to let you guys get lost. And I just I do feel good about all these other things that you guys want to do because I've done music for authors and books and films and Broadway and things. So I can go wherever you guys want to go. I can uh, work with you there. You know, which which is cool. So I'm just trying to keep it, um, go get get there at least get you know get to a certain level first. That'll open you up to do whatever. And you can be like actresses who are now producers, and you know people like George Clooney who have gone through all the acting thing, he's producing and directing and all that. You know, you have all those options are open for you, and you can be you know you can do all of it. You can write books, you can do Broadway shows, you can do musicals, you can animate cartoons. You know, you just just pick one thing to focus on. You know, that's all. That, that's the hard. That's the hardest part. I, I'm, I sound like the old person telling this. So, I have this conversation with their mother all the time, anyway. So. <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth, I will tell you that uh, because you have a a sound head on your shoulders, you have family uh, that and and friends that are going to back you. I don't see you going down a black uh, dark place i just i just can't see it and uh and you either lily i I think you both and and you're going to be each other's best support going forward for as long as as you're together and and you 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 can tell in the way that you sing and and the way that you that uh, the songs come out it's and and ted do you you know i i really appreciate the fact i mean you You've been around the block a little bit, and more than most. most. (laughs) I was telling Mary earlier that I could spend five minutes with you, and you could drop more names, and it'd take us like an hour to figure out. But that's not who I am. I mean, all the names I've worked with. I used to think that was who I am, but I had a life-changing experience around 2014 when my life got turned around. I started all over again, and God came into my life and really uh, changed it. So. All the music and things I work on are just to, you know, be thankful and grateful that I was given a second chance. So, you know, all those names are just, they're people I worked with. They're not better than these two girls, you know, and the work that I'm doing with them is so, uh, it just makes me feel so good that people are liking what we're doing because I'm working from a different place. And I love, you know, it's, it, our relationship when we work is say produced by great. So I produced it, but we're working together. When we start doing these things, we sit down with a guitar and we're like, how does it go? How do you hear it? What do you guys like? What do you want to do? And it's really like a group effort. And then I go home and I'll work on some tracks, but we come back in and I'm really fast. So they're like, well, this part should go here. Okay, great. Let's change it. How do we change the key? Let's change this like that. So if you watch us work, there's like steam coming out of the room because we're going, you know? that we work really fast and, and no matter what I come up with, these girls can do it, dip, 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 do it like that, do it like that. So we're there's like, you know how in the cartoons, the characters kind of get into the, the dirt and it just looks like smoke and they just like that. <laughs> that, that is, is this heat coming out of that room 
because we're working so fast and intently, but it's so joyous. The working experience is joyous. I, I, I'm a suck when we ever we do a session, I, I'm driving home and I can't even go to sleep. I'm just so um, uplifted. It's like a, it's like going to church. And so this is we're not just doing music. We're um, doing uh, God's work here on Earth without getting too you know deep here. And all the work that they do with the talent that God has blessed them with is, like you said, it all ties together because it's coming from. Well, and that's, that's the other thing is that, that you guys have got a responsibility mm-hmm. to yourselves, to your fellow man, uh, fellow women, of pe- people going forward into the future, because uh, they're going to look to you as a role model. There's, there's really is no way around it, kids. You're going you're gonna to be a role model for your generation. And um, it's going to be great to see. Because they can be elected to office. I mean, you know, yeah. any one of them can be elected to office. <laughs> Ronald Reagan was an actor and he ended up becoming president. I mean, you know. Exactly. But but you guys, you, you know, you've got so much talent. You're so young. You've got your head on your shoulders. You've got a great team. You've got a great family. Uh, you can do anything you want to in the world, and you will. Um, You're two years older than we started the interview. Here, so. I know. <laughs> She's lost two years already. That's pretty cool. We started in I'm two years older at the end. Great. Hopefully I'll have a master's degree by then. That'd be cool. <laughs> PhD, who knows, you know? <laughs> so so do you have time for for because you're teaching and going to school at the same time, is that right? Um, so the way that my degree is, so I have uh, because music education is a massive degree, most people don't do it in four years. I mean to stay sane, you shouldn't, um, unless you want to take classes over the summer, which is not fun. But so, um, especially instrumental, I'm an instrumental music ed major, and we have to take all the methods courses when it comes to all the instruments. So I have to learn how to play all of them, which has been really fun. That's just extra classes aside from the gen ed classes, but blah, 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 blah. So I graduated and walked last May. Um, but I don't receive my actual like degree physically until December, December when I finish my internship, where I get my licensure because I'm not just education. I'm education with licensure. So it's kind of like a double major. So I finished all of my classes. I'm just doing, um, my internship and getting experience. And I, um, just, what was it? A week and a half ago, I submitted my big project um to where i'll get like my licensure which is like um, doing a bunch of lesson plans and basically jumping through hoops that are on fire to <laughs> receive my license and <laughs> so that's done and then i have to take a big exam in my specific field it's called the praxis exam so once i'm licensed i could take the praxis in say english and if i pass that then i'm licensed i'm certified to teach english so once i have my licensure like my certification to teach if i wanted to teach another subject i just have to take an exam in that specific subject and then i could teach that but so i'm done with my classes i'm just doing extra stuff to get my licensure and then i'm done in december congratulations <laughs> that, that that will be good and and, and the Lily, are you are you in college now? Yeah, I'm sitting in my my dorm right now. <laughs> do you have a do you have a box full of letters hanging around your dorm? No. 
I don't, sadly. She does. <laughs> My wife made me, I was just in LA last week, and I got a whole a week's worth of open wind letters, which was great. I, I love that. Every day, you know, quoting from the Psalms and different things like that, and just every day I read them. It's just, uh, it's just, it's great. I just love that. It's just so special. And, you know, their song really, um, I, I just, uh, it just tied it all together. I didn't know what to call them. I just thought they were just little, you know, letters my wife made me. But when they said open when, I call them open when letters now. They're great. And and I really hope that that catches on in a big way because I mm -hmm. think that would really help humanity and and and, uh, and our relationships with each other, which are so mm -hmm. fragmented right now anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to play that song, but I'm going to let you guys go. You can stay and listen to it or you can go, but I wanted to give each of you an opportunity to tell the audience that's listening now and the ones, 15,000 for the last time we talked, uh, the ones that will be listening later, I'd like you to tell them anything that you'd, like them to know and elizabeth will start with you so that lily can have a moment to think about what that might be <laughs> um anything that they want to know just about anything or what do you mean what's on your heart what would you whoa. like to know? whoa <laughs> we could be here forever just so you know i do this on purpose because i want people to know who you really are and how you what you really are about, and um, and and so it opens up. I, I get some of the most remarkable things that people say during this segment. So I just want you to do it from, and all three of you do it from whatever's on your heart, and it doesn't matter what it is, just um, um, whatever you feel led to say, and I'll leave it at that. Okay, I'll say this, and then I will have to bounce in just a minute. Um, <laughs> But I'm sorry. Well, um, girl, I'll be bouncing. I will as well. <laughs> um, well, just any music that, and I know it's the same for Lily and for Ted as well. But any music that we put out there, I mean, it's it's not superficial, um, or it's not it, it's not like quote unquote plastic or anything. It's very deep. The lyrics that come to me mm -hmm. and this, the melodies that come to all of us. They come from within. I mean, it's uh, my mom has said before, like, you can be a songwriter and sell your songs. That for me is very hard to think about, like giving my songs to other people, which like I could write for other people. But like the stuff that I write and I know the stuff that, you know, comes from Lily and from Ted, it's just it's so intimate, but it's something that we want to share with the world because we feel it so deeply. And it's just, whether it be like happy or sad, mm -hmm. we know that it's not necessarily, I mean, it's personal, but a lot of these feelings are universal. It's things that people can relate to. It's things that will lift people up or be like, hey, you know, I'm here too. I understand what you're going through and be able to kind of like give people a hug from 10,000 miles away, which is kind of what, I mean, open win is too, because it's like, you know, we have distance here, but, and it's, there's something different about a letter, like a physical letter, rather than just, I mean, a phone call could be the same thing, but when you write a letter, like, I mean, Ted was just saying, like, he had a letter for every day that he was gone, it's, you put so much of yourself into that, for that person, and it means so 
so much. And that's what we want to do with our music. It's the same thing. It's the reason I write poetry. It's the reason we do music is to get what's inside out. It's a language in itself. And I could talk forever about this, but I think I'm going to put a cap on it. <laughs> Lily? Okay. So, like a word of advice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I know with everything that I'd want to do, at least, is that uh, my goal, my main goal with stuff is uh, the message that I want to give to others. It's not the fame. It's not anything else. It's the message that I believe God wants um, us and also me to share. <laughs> um, is I believe that there's always hope no matter what. Never give up. And then even if you can't see it or feel it, there's always hope. Mm -hmm. And not everyone in this world, day and age, know that. And I was recently reminded of that, why I want to share that. Um, and I truly believe that there's always hope. And that everything you do, just never forget that. That's awesome. No so there, this song... This is a prayer, okay? So you say, this is a prayer to the Lord right here. Could you make me feel like I'm on top of the world? Every time God's hand meets mine, I see a little more clearly. With every embrace, mm -hmm. I feel a little closer to home than I'd ever thought I'd be. Clearly, that's a prayer. That's a prayer. Absolutely. That's and, a, and that's most, most of it is. But, Lily, I want to tell you something real quick. I interviewed a gal day before yesterday. I do this a lot, by the way. I interviewed a gal day before yesterday, and she has felt like she has um, she was getting a message that she needed to spread hope. And she kept on hearing the phrase hope and the and seeing hope everywhere. And so she found um, polished rocks. And these polished rocks have got a gold um, um, writing on them, and they say hope. So what she does is she gives a little bit of hope to people she feels needs it. She'll walk up to total strangers and say, here, I think this might help you today. And she doesn't engage. She doesn't talk to them. But she's, she's spreading hope one little rock at a time. You guys are doing it one song at a time, uh, one listen at a time. And it's the same thing. And congratulations, you guys are doing you're doing some amazing things. And then, Ted, you're partially responsible for that. And uh, personally, I'd like to thank you for your role in that because uh, it's it's important what you're doing. I mean, it really is. And that's why, you know, and, and we're going to play that, the, the, you know, open win in just a minute. But I, we'll end this episode with you, young man. Am I a young man? Uh, well, I think you're younger than me. Okay, okay. I think everybody's younger than I was me. Getting, I, was getting my little, I have those things I give them out. They, one says hope, one says faith, one says love, and they're little uh, silver things. I, I just give them out to people. So, you know, they're not rocks, but they're only about that big. I usually carry a couple with me. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that's And that's that's the essence of what she does. And she wants to do it just to spread a little bit, but spread right. a little hope. So what, what would you have to say to our audience today, Ted, before we go? Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, paying attention. Thank you for willing to open yourselves to new music. 
and don't you know don't ever get stuck into just like well what was in the past that music was great like that there's new music coming out from people like these two girls that's uh, amazing so as as you go into the future let all of us just be open to new things new music new art new books new plays you know uh, mozart was great but in mozart's time mozart was a revolutionary and he was new and you know the first um first play you know they came out on broadway that you know changed the format or something like that rent or spring awakening or any of those things you know so it's just it's you have to be really um fearless to do new things and to try to get your new thing through uh, and let it be heard and be seen so i'm just proud to be part of this train and be on this what you know riding on the bus ted perlman producer extraordinaire elizabeth jackson lily jackson and you guys are sisters jay look them up go buy their music please um thank you thank you kevin thank you for uh giving us the opportunity here oh you guys you guys are so much thank you phenomenal i i I, i'd like to be your crazy uncle if i can be (laughs) there's always room for one more (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. Because mm-hmm. one of the I'm everyone's looking, family. I'm looking forward to seeing you um, at the Tacoma Dome or at uh, uh, Safeco Field one day, and uh, you'll have to give me a back backstage pass to see you guys. VIP no, no. backstage pass. No, we get famous. We're not gonna know you. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kevin, who? <laughs> that, that's all right. I'll be old, and I, I'm. You know, never mind. I won't go there. Uh, but, but thank you guys for doing this and i know we got to go and uh, i i could talk to you guys for hours but uh we're gonna play uh um open win i hope everybody takes its message and starts doing this for friends and family um and and uh, just a little box of of letters that they can take with them to for when they're feeling down or feeling lonesome and want a little bit of want a little piece of home so i just uh, wish i could do what they do as they're doing it they're always fixing their hair <laughs> you know, awesome. it's like yeah they're always i I, mean, you I, used some, to, I used to have long I hair keep getting complete friends. No, i, I, I would i would like them if you don't mind <laughs> picture me when i was 19 years old my hair was all the way down to my uh boo boo you know and, yeah, um, so. I, I had hair at one time i know it's hard to believe but in, in any event Ladies, thank you, Ted. Thank you and very I much. Around like this to get it on my face. They thought they thought I had Tourette's because I just used to do this. My bangs always. In. So I just watched, watching them doing this all the time. It's true. I I, I walked in school like that because it over my eyes. It's only get out of your eyes. He was the Bieber before Bieber came along. Man, that's right. Yep. Well, and when when he was growing up, the long hair was, I mean, long hair. Yeah. And it was really, yeah. And then we lost it. And then there you go. So yeah. Yeah. the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And I'm looking forward to uh, and reintroducing you to the KKNW audience next week. So uh, you're going to be on on Friday, I believe. Um, let me, uh, I think. Uh, it's going to be the, um, unless you guys don't know this and can't, we can't make it, but we're, we've got you scheduled for, I'm sorry, for uh, December 2nd, December 2nd. So 
That's a Saturday? No, that's a, that's a Friday, December 2nd. Oh, yeah, you're right. Correct. So I think I've got a lot of uh, finals due that day. <laughs> I pray to God I don't have a football game that day. <laughs> oh, my word. Speaking of finals. You play football, too? No, the I student teach. Oh my gosh, Ted, is that you? The hair is gorgeous. Nineteen years. I was like your age. So I said, I just keep on dropping. That's amazing. You have to show that to my mom. Yes. I was so dumb, though. You know, I was so dumb. I was like to Emily. I always say, "Oh, you should have known me when younger." Like that, she says everything I tell her about me. Then she'd be like, "Oh no, I wouldn't know anything to do with." Ted, you were nineteen. You're allowed to not know anything when you're nineteen, and no, no. uh no pun intended for for anybody who's happened to women. Women are different. Girls are different than guys. You guys, we're mature. just built different. Well, you, you mature a whole bunch earlier than we do. Biology. That we do biology. Anthrop anthropology. Great. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Who Who knows what you'll learn in a Sisters J episode? You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I see reality show future. Oh yeah, that would be, that would be good. You guys have a great day, and thank you so much for doing this. Thank and you for having us. Take care, everybody. God bless. Lips in the house. Yeah. And this <laughs> is let's come in the house. <laughs> and this is uh, um, no. open win. And this uh, the song is uh, we're playing the video now. So wait, can I say so, something? Uh, yes. Yeah. So you got me great video. The, the stuff you sent, beautiful. So, oh, isn't that good? I have an assistant that does that stuff. It's a video, yeah. Elizabeth sent me great video. I got that look great. But you on the top there, where's my video? I'm sorry, say that again. Along. I'm singing along with Clearly. So I got one from one sister. I'm waiting for the one from you. Oh, that one. Oh, I'm doing that um, Saturday. Have you have you made it yet? <laughs> or are you gonna, we're, we're working on a video. Oh the video! Oh the video! Oh yes. Good. Well, this video, yeah. I love this video that that I'm about to play. So this is this is great. So do I um, wait? Do I know this video? Yes, it's I, the open wind video. You created oh, the open wind video. Oh, that one's great. I thought I'm talking about for clearly. No, no. Oh, I understand that the the original one didn't wasn't up to standard. So you're redoing it. So. No, they weren't in it. They weren't in it. No, they weren't in it. It was people. It was the new sisters, Jay and a half, or something. <laughs> I, was saw, I kept waiting for them to be in the video, and I was just like, by the end of it, I was writing text to Mary, their mother. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was going to put it up. I was going to share it right away, and then I happened to look, and I was like, they're not in there. Okay. Remember, ladies, branding, 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 branding. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. your faces are very marketable, so you, they, they need to be there, along with your talent. So, thanks, 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 guys. And here is Sisters J. What's it called, Elizabeth? Open win. Open win. Open win. I am just kind of worried for him. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Let's do that when I get home. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Open when you need a new song. Open when you forget where you belong. Open when you want to feel closer to me.
mistake, we can't fool ourselves. Nothing we can do about the distance. The miles between us, a part of me is missing. A road through a lot of for every day we've been together. Open each one when you think of me. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.